0: This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. We can we can now, here's Sue Freeze.
1: Um, we're going to be talking about words. Why is this so important? Well, you know, I just got back from um, Texas, San Antonio, Texas, and I did this keynote speaking uh, seminar where I'm learning how to do more on on platform, on stage, because I feel like that's where the Lord is leading me. And, uh, you know, for 14 years now, 13 and some months, I've been on the radio talking to you through this mic. It's very much a one-sided conversation. And even, you know, when I have Facebook and you're getting to see and you're getting to hear, um, I don't get to hear you. So I really would love to connect with you. And so the way I'm going to do this moving forward is by being on stage. And even then, it's not a completely conversation, but it is where I see body language and I can see, do I have people's attention? You know, when we're driving in the car, we're doing our housework while we're listening to the show, it's just different than when you're on stage and I get to see, are you looking at your phone or are are your eyes on me? And it makes a difference with the delivery. When I'm on the radio, I'm very, very much in tune to the Holy Spirit. Why? Because I need his guidance all the time, but especially when I can't see you. So I do rely on the Holy Spirit a lot. And the Holy Spirit will give me a vision, and I'll stop what I'm talking about because there's this one specific person that needs to have, you know, this one specific thing said, and I just want to be obedient. Out of obedience comes blessing. How many of you know that that is a true statement? It took a while for me to learn that, but I have learned it. And I know that, uh, you know, when I get up to the pearly gates in heaven, you know, I want my heavenly father to, to say, well done, good and faithful servant. How about you? What do you want when you get to the end of your road? Uh, you know, what do you what do you want to be said? Like on the ground here on earth, what do you want to be said by the people that are going to be celebrating your life? And when you get to heaven, you know, what's going to happen there? So. I always, I'm a goal setter, right? And I'd like to know the end game. i like to know what's at the end. And then I work my way back. And there's a lot of golden nuggets in what I'm saying right now. And it's important because I learned this from somebody else. And I I, I really don't believe I would be in the position I'm in, which I feel that I I have been given abundantly uh, by the Lord. And it has come with a price for sure. Uh there's sacrifices along the way that we need to, to make. But um, I taught my son early on that delayed gratification is not a bad thing. And sometimes, you know, when you know what the end game is, it's okay for you to do without something that you want right here, right now. I was at a garage sale and there was this young girl and she's like telling her mother, I need this stuffed animal. I need the stuffed animal. And I was, I was sitting there in my mind saying, you don't need that stuffed animal. You just don't need that stuffed animal. But in her mind, she needed that stuffed animal. And that's using our words, is it not? You know, um, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Now, I know this firsthand because I know what I grew up with. I had a father who was passive aggressive, who really wanted a boy and got me. And he was disappointed and frustrated with my table manners. And he would make comments about my table manners. So I I ended up not eating uh, at the table because I didn't want to hear him say something about my table manners. So I just stopped eating. I became very thin. And I'm thankful for that, too, just because um, I don't have to, to work so hard. Uh, like so many people do um, at keeping their weight down, it's just I le- I learned. Um, but he also would say other things, and I know all of us, you, me, everybody has a story. And what what was said to you when you were young, growing up? Um, sometimes it's hard to shed those statements. It's kind of hard to stop hearing those on your recording that plays in your head. Does it, you know, if you have to check and balance yourself once you hear this show and maybe you already are on this track and it's a good track to guard your words, to guard your words that come out of your mouth, but also to, you know, just say that's not truth. I'm not going to believe what you're saying about me right now or when I was two or five or 8, or 10, or 12, I'm going to change that story in my head to where I have a better tape running in my own mind. Now, you know, in Matthew, it says that you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let me invite you right now to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. I'll say that again, Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word dot com. I really invite you to go there, and I want you to look up the I am's. The Lord is the I am. I am, he says in the Bible, I am. But he also says who we are in the Bible. So I took many scriptures, it's on three pages, you can push a button and get it for free, you have to pay for the ink and the paper, but I'm not charging for this because I want everyone to get this. And it's a free uh, gift from me to you and from the Lord to you. It's from his words, not my words, not your dad's words, not your mom's words, not your sister, your brother, your uncle, your cousin. It is God's words over your life. You were created for a specific purpose. Do you realize that? And he really desires for us to fulfill that creative imagination that he had when he created you. He has a purpose for your life. The question is, do you take that to heart? When you're looking at these I Am's that I'm hoping you you take my invitation and you go there, Sue so Freeze, spelt like fries, one word dot com, download them, say them every morning and every night. It is proven. It's a proven fact that your soul, your mind hears your words better than if you hear somebody else say s- something to you. So it's very important that we speak truth, his truth, over our lives and that we don't let people that are speaking non-truths, damaging words to those that we are in care of and to ourselves We can be our worst enemy by making statements like, I'm so stupid. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe I was so dumb. I'm guilty as charged. I've done this before. Or you hear people say, oh, I'm so starving. And I'm like, you're not starving. There are people starving, but you're not one of them. Now, that might sound so petty. But if we don't start somewhere to catch these words and change it into what truth is, then we're going to continue down this path of beating ourselves up, or tearing ourselves down. And I don't know about you, but I want to be the best me I can be. How about you? Do you want to be the best you you can be? And we can be our worst enemy by speaking non-truths over our minds. Now, your mind doesn't know the difference on if you're just saying it really don't mean it or not. If you're saying it, and you're putting it out there, your mind is saying that that must be truth, because why would they say it if it's not truth? So what does the Bible say about the power of our words? Words are not simply sounds caused by our mouth shaping air passing through our larynx. Words have real power. God spoke the world into being by the power of his words. In Hebrews eleven three. 3, I like to reference uh, where things are in the Bible. Humans are made in God's image, and our words also have power. To be clear, human words do not have the power to manifest reality, but our words do more than convey information. They have an impact. On people, The power of our words can burden one's spirit, even stir up hatred and violence. Words can exacerbate wounds and inflict them directly. Alternately, words can build up and be life-giving, like Proverbs 18.21 or Ephesians 4.29 or Romans 10.14.15. Of all the creatures on this planet, only humans have the ability to communicate through the spoken word. The power to use words is a unique and powerful gift from God let's guard that gift, okay? Let's let's use our tongue for good. Let's build people up, not tear people down. How about you? Are you okay with that? But let's catch ourselves doing this to ourselves. Let's do this. We need to change what we're saying. The, the That tape recording in our own minds, let's change it. And if we're not aware of it, we're not going to be uh, in tune. All right, and we want to catch these words as they happen and go, "No, that's not truth. I'm going to change that to this. I'm not going to say this anymore. I'm going to say this from now on." Oh, I'm trying to think of an example right now and I can't think of one which is really ridiculous and I can't see. There I go. See? Now I'm ridiculous. But I'm not ridiculous. It's just that there's not coming there's not something coming to mind. That example is a perfect example though. Because I'm frustrated because I can't come up with uh, a change. Um, I, I was reading this this article right here, and it was talking about things we say, such as, um, "Well, my mom had cancer, my sister had cancer, my great grandma have cancer, so therefore, cancer runs in our family." And it, you know, without even saying the words, you are saying, "Therefore, I'm going to get cancer too." Okay, so we need to change this, and it's not always, it's not always never. It's this is what it is right now, but we're going to change it to this. For instance. Do you do you speak words of defeat or victory? Because one of the I AMs is I am victorious. There's so many times in my life, and probably yours too, where you felt defeated. You felt like you just don't know how you're going to get through this. And you know, we we speak. Oh my gosh, this is just killing me. Or oh, and 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 maybe it is killing you. But if you keep saying that, then it definitely is going to kill you. I'm just really, really, really aware of words and what people say. And people get annoyed sometimes with me because I will correct them. And I'll say, how about if we say this instead of that? How about if, you know, somebody's saying, oh, I'm shy. Well, what does that mean exactly? What does it mean to be shy? And let's change that to say, you know, I I have been shy, but I'm working at being less shy or I'm working at being more Friendly and outspoken. I'm working on that right now. That's a true statement, right? It's not saying that you're not shy. It's just saying that you're working on not being shy. And that's a better statement than just saying, I'm declaring that I'm shy. I'm not saying shy is a bad thing. I'm just saying that sometimes it can hinder us from moving forward in in our life or what we want out of life. And sometimes it's out of fear that we're shy. We're afraid to say anything because we want to be like so much. So, um, Let's figure out the why behind we are what we are and we say what we say. Let's find out the why just so that we can make corrections within our minds and without what what, what comes out of our mouths. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. This is Ephesians 429. You're listening to the Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one 13 and a Thirteen and a half years on the radio. Can't even believe that that's true, but it is true. Um, it came out of nowhere, and it totally was the Lord's doing. And I didn't know what I was going to talk about, didn't know what I was going to call it, and didn't know how long it was going to last. But, you know, still going strong. So we'll see what happens. It's in Lord's timing. And I've learned so much along the way, and relationships. It's been wonderful. If you want to connect with me, I'd love to connect with you. And how you would do that is to go to the Sue Free Show. There is a website. There is an email. There you can connect with me there. I'm the only one that reads those, so don't hold back. You can say whatever you want there. Be nice, but say what you want. In love, uh, and and you know, if there's resources that you need, if there's prayer you need, um, I will definitely do that. All right. So it says to not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. Now, this was in Ephesians 429. Ephesians is a book that I love. I love it because it's about relationships. It's about marriage. If you want to know more about relationships and being re- relatable, uh, if you want to know more about marriage, um, it's a great book to read. And uh, I was in a situation where um, someone close to me was was very harsh with words and also very cursive. Um, a lot of F words, a lot of A lot of words that, you know, as time goes on and you work at not speaking that type of way, um, when other people do, I have friends that I'll say my ears are bleeding right now because they're like truck drivers and, and I love them dearly and they change how they are with me because they know how sensitive my ears are and not only my ears, it's my spirit. There's something inside my spirit. Like I can't go into a movie theater and there's vulgar language or there's, things that just really aren't appropriate. I will get up and walk out. doesn't matter what I paid for the ticket. And a lot of times you can know up front that it's going to be that way. And um, I realize that too. I don't go to uh, movies a lot. But I will tell you that we need to guard our ears. We need to guard our eyes. We need to guard our mouths. We need to guard what we're putting in our mouths in all orifices of our body. We, We need to really be careful about what we're putting in there because garbage in, garbage out. And I know that when I hang out with certain friends that I love and I adore, that sometimes they, they, um, they get on me. It's like um, they speak a certain way, and then all of a sudden I notice that my, my verbiage is changing, and I'm like, stop that. You know, stop that. I have to stop that right now, because that's not right. I don't want to talk like that. So vulgar humor, dirty jokes, foul language, have no place in the life of a Christian. I'm not the judge. I'm just saying that for me, it's, it's, it hurts my spirit to be around things that are less than beautiful. Um, And I like to guard that. I like to keep the peace. I like to keep the calm. And I like to keep things in order as much as possible. Our speech is to be characterized by only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Helpful, edifying, meeting needs. And beneficial. It's descriptive goals for the words we use. So check, check yourself. Check yourself and find out where you are there. Uh, There is a remarkable parallel between Ephesians 4.25 lying, Ephesians 4.28 stealing, and Ephesians 4.28 unwholesome talk. In each case, Paul is urging us to be a blessing to those with whom we have daily contact. Rather than lie, we are to speak truth. Rather than steal, we are to do honest labor. Rather than corrupt With speech, we are to build up. Each sin needs to be replaced with something wholesome. As followers of Christ, we should emulate the example of Jesus whose words were so filled with grace that the multitudes were amazed. That's just so beautiful to me. And he reminds us of this, is that out of the overflow, we speak. Jesus reminds us that the words we speak are actually the overflow of our hearts, So as we become Christians and our lives start to, um, we start to be more obedient by knowing what the Lord's will for our lives is, he changes us. It's not something that we need to do. It's something that he makes it so desirable that we want to do it. Because I have friends that are not believers or they're not sure about their faith and they say, you know, I need to stop cussing. I need to stop drinking. I need to stop doing these things. And the Lord says, come to me as children. He wants us to come to him right now. It's up to him to clean us up and do what he wants us to do because he is our almighty creator. You're a brother. You're a sister in Christ. And so he will do the work. You just need to make this choice, this decision, because he gave us freedom to make that decision. He doesn't want to snatch us up as he could. He could make us all robots and have us all from the very get-go of creation, you know, be believers. What good is that? He wants us to want him, to desire him, to draw nearer to him. Don't we want that in relationships? Isn't that what we long for more than anything in life, is to, to have that connection, that intimacy to where we can be real, we can be open, we can be vulnerable and still loved? Isn't that what each and every one of us is longing for? More than that toy, I need, I need, I need this. No, you don't. You know, what are the basics? You need survival, right? You need food. You need water. And little babies that don't get physically touched, they don't progress and mature as easy or as well as those babies that are handled and talked to. It's a known fact. Um, we need to do that. That physical touch is desperately needed. Those words of love and kindness, that adoration and respect, those are things that we need to to really thrive. And my my hope, and even more so the Lord's hope, is for you to have the fullness and the richness of all that God has for us. He wants that, and I want that for you. This radio show is a labor of love for me. This is not a financial gain for me. It's not at all. It is a labor of love because the Lord has placed me in a position of, you know, I am successful. I am blessed beyond measure. But there's more to life than being successful. And we have to define what success is. And I wasn't going down this, but I'm going to because someone needs to hear this, is that, you know, we work so hard to get to a place. And then and then we get to that place and then we're going, Gosh, that's really not it. It's significance. We want to make a significant impact in those we come in contact with. Well, we can be doing that from, from day one. I have two little granddaughters. One's one and one is three, a little older than three. And I've got one grandson on the way and I'm so excited for this. And those little girls, I learned so much. And they're so social that the way they are, their loving their honesty, their vulnerability, their, their just innocence is so I don't know. It's so inviting. And it's like anyone they come in contact with that just because of their openness and their willingness to love on you is that you just can't help but love them. And, you know, we get we get numbed and we get protective because of hurts that we experience over our lifetime. And the Lord wants us to stay soft. He wants us to forgive those that have trespassed against us. Is it for those people? No, it's for us. He wants that for us. So with that being said, is there any unforgiveness in your heart? Is there anybody that you need to go talk to? Is there anything you need to do to undo or to mend a situation? When we turn our lives over to Christ, we gladly confess that Jesus is Lord, that Condemned sinner's mouth is silenced before the throne of God, but the believer's mouth is open to praise and glorify God. That's Romans 15, 6. Christians are those whose hearts have been changed by the power of God, a change reflected in our words. Remember, before we were saved, we were spiritually dead. Paul describes those who are dead in sin. Their throats are open graves. Our words are full of blessing. When the heart is full of blessing. So if we fill our hearts with the love of Christ, only truth and purity can come out of our mouths. Let me just say there that part of that little that that's those words right there is how do you get that? People have asked me, you know, what is different? So what you know, what is the difference? And a lot of it has to do with forgiveness, forgiving those and forgiving yourself for decisions you've made. You know, that's a big one is that, you know, it's easier to forgive those that have trespassed against us, even though that's not easy at all. And I know that. And so does God. But he tells us to do it. It's a command. And he commands us to do that because you're in prison, not them. They might not care, probably don't, and they might not even know that this is still affecting you. So who's getting affected by this? You. So to break those chains of bondage and to become free of all of that stuff, he's given us a command to forgive those and forgive ourselves. That was the hardest thing for me, is I felt unworthy because of decisions that I'd made or things that had happened to me and thought that it was my fault when really it wasn't. You know, you know, our belief is our reality, isn't it? Sometimes the work we need to do is to change that story. And how do we do that? You have to, First, you have to know where you are, and then you have to know where you want to go, and then you figure out how to get there. And so all of this is work that you can do if you decide to, to become a better person, to be more available to receive and accept what God has given you or wants to give you. And the beauty around us sometimes can get blurred, cloudy, because we just have all of these things that have happened to us that have caused us to um, hold things in, you know, to not feel to the level in which we need to feel, you know, that, that saying about it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Can you imagine those that are guarding their hearts, their hearts so much that they never allow themselves to really feel because they're afraid of getting hurt? Do you understand what I'm saying? And then you never really get to express or feel the level of love that you could feel because we're so protective over our hearts, our souls, our minds, that we don't get to experience that love that the Lord really wants us to have in your heart set apart Christ as Lord always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have do you have hope do you have the peace of God and if not do you want it because I'm telling you there's it says be prepared with the word I'm going to say the only way you're going to get this is by following the Lord's will to be obedience comes blessing and to understand who you are in Christ, go to Sufri, spelt like fries one word dot com, go there, download my IMs. Those IMs, they're God's IMs, they're just on my page. And it'll say things like I am victorious, I am a ambassador to Christ, I am forgiven. And you see these things in your mind, hear your mouth more, and you will become a different person. I guarantee you, you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We will be back with more of the Sue Free Show, uh, part two, right after this brief break. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E.C.O.L.A. now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS or online at termitelady.com. E.C.O.L.A., powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E.C.O.L.A.,
0: 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Fries discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze.
1: Thank you so much for joining this Sue Freeze Show. And uh, thank you, Ecola Termite and Pest Control, for sponsoring this show for as many years as you have. Uh, Listenership uh, on the radio, syndicated show, San Diegans, thank you so much for joining. Venturians, thank you so much. Orange Countians, uh, San Bernardino, Riverside, L.A., Santa Maria, Santa Barbara, all the way up to San Luis Obispo, Los Osos, Solving, Lompoc. Thank you so much for listening, and um, then we've got the internet, and now we've got YouTube, we've got Facebook, and just thank you all over the world. We can listen to the Sue Free show and listen to the Lord's words coming out of my mouth, and it's just, I'm so thankful and so grateful to be able to be part of this. And Ecola has been voted uh, one of the top 100 companies in the, in North America. I just find that to be so amazing considering 23 years ago is when I purchased Ecola and I just celebrated uh, this month. Um, 23 years of doing this this company and I've been in the industry 42 years. I know I'm not even that old. I, I don't even understand how that happened. But anyway, um, it's been a wonderful ride. I just have the most amazing staff. Um, amazing customers, and a lot of them are through our Christian uh, stations and and whatnot. And I'm just so grateful. And, you know, in all things, give thanks. That's what what the Lord says. In all things, give thanks. And I'm giving all my thanks to the Lord right now. And thank you to all that have participated and helped me um, get the word out and um, just be here with you right now. So have you ever heard that saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me? This was a phrase often confessed by children. Have you ever said it? I know I have, but I never felt comfortable about it because I was hurting by words that were being spoken. So even though it wasn't a broken bone, sometimes those words can hurt worse because our bones heal and sometimes those words just play and we don't ever, um, well, we can, but we have to be aware of it to get healing from these words that are spoken uh you know all of us can go back and just roll back the clock and roll back our time machine and go back to uh elementary school junior high that was the worst for me high school college if you went work uh you know marriage uh motherhood just all along the way there's going to be people that have impacted you both positive and negative would you say that that would be a true statement i think most people would say that's probably true And if you think about, if you close your eyes and you just think about the people that have impacted you negatively, if you just did that, if you just thought, now, are there names or faces coming to your mind? If you're driving, please don't close your eyes. But just think about those people that have impacted you. Now, some of these people might be very, very close to home. Could be family members, right? It could be people really close to you. It's kind of hard to distance from family members. But how about the people outside your circle? Let's start there. Can you think of people that have been, like maybe your boss, maybe a, a you know another uh, counter worker, you know one of your workers that work with you? Um, is there any way you can put a shield or a a boundary between these people and you to lessen the impact they have in your circle? Because if you can do that. That's one way of getting some kind of boundary for you. The other thing is to establish your boundary. What is acceptable to you and what isn't? There's a book called Healthy Boundaries out there, and I read that book and it changed my life. There's another book that I read when I was early on married saying codependency no more. If you're in a relationship where you feel like this person has so much power over you that you, are, you don't really know who you are because this person is deciding who you are, um, you're codependent. And I'm just going to tell you that because I was codependent. And I have to tell you, it took a long time for me to realize and understand and shift gears to get out of that codependency to where I felt that I was something different than what another person was telling me I was. It, it took strength. It took courage. And it took an awareness. Um, and, and the change was not overnight. It was something that, that as I got more knowledge um, and as I had the Lord's courage uh, put into me, realizing who I was in him, that I started rebuking these words that were not truth over my life. And I'm saying this to you because this could be where you are at. And if it is, I would say that I'm giving you encouragement right now. Pray to the Lord to give you what you need discernment wise, the words to speak or just an arena to where you can get protection or boundaries to where you can say, no, I'm not receiving that because that's not truth. According to the Lord, I'm not receiving that. You could even use a word like rebuke. That's what I used to do. I rebuke that in Jesus precious name. That is not truth. I do not receive that. I have to tell you that when I started doing that, it, it empowered me. It gave me the power to speak up for myself and to realize that I am a child of God that I am victorious in Jesus' name, that I'm beautifully and wonderfully made, and so are you. And as we get these words put in our spirit, you know, um, as we believe, we shall achieve. All right? So as we believe, you will achieve. So we have to change our mindset if we want to really, if you like where your your life is at, and you don't feel it can get better, which I don't agree with that ever, I always think we can get better. Um, no matter where you are, there's there's better to be had. And I would like to encourage each and every one of you to to strive for that. I think it's a good thing. I think it's good to, to build ourselves up. Um, and this is not, you know, self-help. This is God's help. And I've had uh, people say, Oh, man, another self-help person. And I'm like, you know, you don't use the name of Jesus. And I'm like, man, you're really not listening to my show. You must be listening to some other show. Because I I say Jesus, do I not say Jesus? I do, because he is the power. He is the power. And, you know, it's different. It's different when you have the blood of the lamb when you are, you know, forgiven, washed clean, white as snow, and everything that has happened up to this point can stop right there. and You don't have to keep beating yourself up anymore. And you can realize you are worthy because he valued you enough to give his only begotten son to, to walk in your place, to take all of the sins away so that you could have the fullness of life, that you could understand that you don't have to stay where you are, that you can be more. Do you want that? I did because I knew God had a plan for my life and I did not want to sell him short and I didn't want to sell me short. You know, he created me. He created you. So don't you want to be all you can be for him? I do. So such words, you know, it says sticks and stones. Such words may not leave actual bruises, but they certainly leave marks on your psyche, helping to form the picture we hold of ourselves. What is your picture? What does it look like? Most Christians who are defeated in life are defeated because they believe and confess the wrong things. They are speaking the words of the enemy, which hold them in bondage. If the beginning of your life was riddled with negative impact as discussed above, you can be set free from that bondage. And here's some words. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Spoken words program your spirit and your heart either to success or defeat words are containers which carry faith or fear and they produce after their kind can you see why it's so important to guard our mouths that our tongue is like a rudder right it can go either way these are all words from the bible watch your words Oh, boy. Other words that are unhealthy and negative are expressions such as, She makes me sick. I am dying to go. It frightened me to death. I doubt if he will ever change. Have you ever said any of those? Have you? She makes me sick. I am dying to go. Wow. We often hear people obsessively speaking about the generational seeds in their lives. Although these seeds may have fact behind them, we do not have to follow in those footsteps. I just know I am going to have diabetes. My grandmother died of cancer. The doctor says I just have to learn to live with this condition. We're all just alcoholics in our family. These are things said. Boy, you know, it's just like, oh, my gosh, I just want to capture that and say, no, 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 no. Just because that is doesn't mean that's that has to continue. Let's change this story. Let's change the outcome by changing our minds. You will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you do that? You have to change your words. You have to change your belief system. And how do you do that? One word at a time? One belief system at a time? Change it. I'm reminded of a time when the Lord showed me a person I was interacting with. She was constantly complaining about her life and expressing all the problems her and her husband had. See, when we do that, it just keeps it going instead of changing the words and changing our thinking to where it's going to, we're going to speak what we want, not what we have. How about that? Let's speak what we want, not what we have. The word of God is our source of truth about us, our families, and our generations. We need to know it, meditate on it, and speak it to ourselves and others. Remember that God has promised to write his ways on our hearts and our minds, Jeremiah 31, 33, 34. Remember David's testimony of hiding God's word in his heart so he would not sin against God. Whether you're a parent, grandparent, teacher, or in a position of authority, you can speak LIFE, capital letters, LIFE, into the children or people God's God brings around you or even into your own life. Start today. Okay, if you have a pencil and a pen, you could write these down. Uh, Speak blessings. Every time you speak blessing, approval, and encouragement, you instill self-esteem, confidence, and courage. Overlook flaws and instead praise yourself, your child, or others around you when doing something right. Remember, we are all made in his image. That is so good. We need to look for opportunities to express our our aha moments you know just instill self-esteem so many times I see people that are coming through my door that want to be hired and their self-confidence is so low I hurt for them and I'm thinking man what kind of childhood did this person have that they feel so they can't look at you their heads are down their postures curled they just don't have a confidence level to know who they are in Christ And I just want to have some time with them. (laughs) I want to have some time with them to let them know just how, how special they are. Train up. Train up a child and they shall not depart from it. The best thing you can do for yourself, your child or others around you is to deposit the word of God in them. Learn the word, speak the word and demonstrate the word until it becomes a part of your life, your children's lives and you're a part of those around you. Stay open to correction. Just as we need to set boundaries and discipline our children, we need to stay open to the correction of the Lord. All scripture given by inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof or correction, for instruction in righteousness. Here's number four. Are you ready? Number four is to smile. You know, during COVID, when we had these masks over our face, that was the one thing that I really, really missed. I I missed hugs because you can never get enough of them, but you can never get enough hugs smiles either. And when you can't see someone smile, it really depresses everybody around. I know I used to go on planes and I would strike up conversation right away, but that mask changed my personality. And I know it did with most people. Smile. Research shows that 65% of communication is nonverbal. How we interact and the body language we portray has more power than any words we will ever speak to ourselves and those around us. A smile is one of the strongest communication tools, and many spend their entire lives not knowing how to properly use it. A smile expresses joy, happiness, and friendliness, and offers insight to the inner workings of the mind, such as intentions, emotions, feelings, and attitudes, as well as demonstrating warmth, empathy, and cooperation. Smiling can change your negative mood, can relieve stress, boost your immune system, lower your blood pressure, releases endorphins. It uh, helps you stay positive and highly contagious. So all the all the benefits you get from smiling, you can give away by making someone else smile in return. For you shall have go with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. And number five is talk to God. I have these bands on my wrist, and they say pray first. I've got a white one and a black one. Um, goes with everything. Anyway, it's a reminder. And every day when I brush my teeth and I wake up, I see that. And I try to make it my first and my last thing. And then during the day, it says to pray without ceasing. The power of the tongue, a person can speak many words a minute and several thousand in an hour. You can imagine how many words an average person speaks in a day. So how important is it what we speak? How important is it? So funny, I did a test on SMILE. I travel a lot by plane, um, and I'm in the airport and it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, frustrating to go through the airport. You know, it just takes longer and people just don't know what they're doing. So they don't know they have to take their shoes off and the people that have to repeat themselves a million times. I'm like, I don't know why they don't put that on a recording, but these poor people that have to keep saying the same thing over and put your watch, put your, you know, everything, take your belt off, you know, all of that stuff. Um, and I was standing in line, ready for this and I had forgot uh, that I didn't have the um, TSA pre-approved so I could walk through without taking my shoes off. But I'm standing in line like everybody else, and everybody is there's not one person in the whole, you know, you know like Disneyland, how they have the line that goes back and forth, back and forth. That's what I was standing in. And so you could see a lot of people like this way, this way, in front of you, and back of you just you know, do a circle and you're surrounded by people in line. And they're all unhappy. They're they're not smiling. Okay, not one person in the line was smiling. So I did a test. And I just said, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for being in this line where I can tra- travel and I can fly and, you know, that I have the means to do that and I have the ability to get from point A to point B. And just thank you, God. And in that prayer, you know, I wasn't out loud praying. I was just in my mind praying. I I... I ended up smiling because I was so thankful at that moment because I was thanking God for being blessed to be in this line instead of being frustrated because I don't like to stand in lines. I I just was feeling very grateful and I got a smile on my face. And, you know, it's the funniest thing. Try this sometime. Try it in a grocery store in line. Just try it anywhere. I looked up and every person that I looked at was smiling back at me and before i made the th- then i did the thank you and i didn't have a smile on my face i smiled and it was amazing the lifting of the spirit in that line just because one person decided to spread joy just decided to spread joy by smiling try it sometimes it was so cool it was really cool for me to see that You're listening to the Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze spelled like fries, one word, dot com. Please go there and check out the show if you want to share this with other people. You can listen at your leisure. I've got 13 and a half years of shows there. Uh, Just go there. You can look up by subject matter. You can look up by date. Um, I need to go back to my early days. I just want to see how far I've come. Uh, from the beginning days of the show, you know, when they asked me to do the show, I was thinking, what am I going to call it? What's it going to be about? And um, I came up with Sue Freeze, very original, right? Um, but also I came up with the pursuit of passion, purpose and connection because I started thinking about things that mattered to me. And I feel like the growth that I've experienced with the Lord, of course, with the Lord, he's just instrumental in in my healing You know, you know, people say things like, well, God allowed that to happen. And yes, he has allowed things to happen. And people would say, well, a God, a real loving God, why would he allow these things to happen? And, you know, I don't have all the answers. I really don't. But I know when I get to heaven, I don't even know if it's going to matter. Maybe for you, it will. You know, there's um, I can only imagine that song that says, you know, I don't know if I'm going to dance, if I'm going to kneel at your feet, if I'm going to say something or if I'm just going to be totally quiet. I really don't know. And I don't know if you know. Because when the time comes, I don't know. I don't know. What I do know is I would not be the Soufries I am right now, nor would you be who you are if we hadn't gone through the trials and tribulations we've gone through. And that through those trials and tribulations, we we know where we get our power from, our courage from, perseverance, character. We learn to get through, to thrive um, through those tough times. I've written a couple books. They're available. One is Learning to Breathe. It's My Journey with My Son, Chronic Asthmatic. And it's so much more than that, and it's hard to explain. But I did a timeline of my early childhood up to having my baby at uh, 2 and, and uh, even fighting for his School life and um, the way he was taught and things like that. So it's it's a timeline. And I realized during this timeline, if you've ever written a book or a bio or whatnot, you're trying to figure out the timeline. A lot of the things that I equated to a time was a crisis time in my life, things that I had gone through yes, marriage, which was happy, and having babies, which was happy. But in my childhood, there was, you know, my mom divorced this guy, I had an alcoholic stepfather, and then I had another alcoholic stepfather. And, you know, there were timelines of things. And I I had to put those on a timeline. So I would understand my feelings, what was going on in my life at that time, and where the Lord came in, you know, the footstep poem about you know, well, where were you, Lord? And he says, I was carrying you because there was only one set of footsteps, foot, footprints on in the sand. And it's when God's carrying you. And I think what a wonderful poem that is. Um, and it's so true so often because sometimes we reach out, we scream out, we yell out, we cry out, and we just don't hear him. And we're like, where are you, Lord? That's happened to me many times where I've just cried out. And it's like, Where I don't hear, please be stronger, yell louder, just, you know, give me a clue. Tell me, tell me what to do. And I know some of you are right there right now and just know that he does hear your cries. And even though it feels like you don't sense his presence or you don't feel him, he is there for you. And all I can say to you is do what you can do with what you've been given and then lay, lay the rest out there. Just leave it and let Jesus take the wheel. See, because I, I felt like I had to fix everything right now I was a peacemaker when I was a child. And I just felt like, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. I'll do it, you know, because I'm a doer. I'm a doer. How about you? Are you a doer? Are you a thinker? You know, all of us have our own gifts and our own talents, um, but I'm a doer. And I just, you know, I'm a peacemaker. I'm a doer and I want to get her done. But sometimes God will just say, be still and know that I am God. And he wants me not to do. But he wants me just to wait. Be anxious for nothing. Are you kidding me, Lord? Be anxious for nothing? Are you asking me to not be anxious? And see, there's another thing. Oh, my gosh, I'm just like so freaking out right now. No, you're not. You're not freaking out right now. You might not have all the answers, but you are You are stable. You're at peace with the Lord. And you've got to just calm yourself down and realize that it's in his hands. And do what you can and give the rest to him. And as you do this, you're going to find that this life is a journey. It's not something that that has to be all fixed up right here, right now. When I was an early married woman, I felt like, oh, my gosh, I needed to fix this conversation. I needed to fix this situation right now. And, you know, life just doesn't work that way. And for those that are young, married or uh, not even married and new mothers, um, just know that, you know, it's in his timing and that it is a journey. And something I didn't realize, and I'm just going to say this to the young marrieds, is that, you know, did you know your marriage is a ministry? That you're ministering to your children, like how you treat each other is a ministry for your children. How you treat each other in private and in public is you're ministering to other people that are watching you. Just understand this, that, you know, people are watching and you need to be in ministry. Now, ministry is is where we edify and we build each other up and it doesn't mean that we're not going to have those difficult conversations on things that need to be corrected maybe but we have to do it in love it's not to attack it's not to hurt it's we want to do things in love so um as you go out in your day to day uh, be a blessing to someone each and every day. Just ask the Lord to give you that person. You know who are you going to bless? I try to bless everybody that I come in contact with. I want this world to be better because Sue's in it. I don't want it to be worse because Sue's in it. How about you? Do you want the world to be a better place because you're in it? Then work towards that. It's a nice goal. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you until next week. Tell some people about this show. Bye for now.